This is episode 19 of the Online Course Guy podcast. I am Jock Hopkins, the Online Course Guy, and this is the show where we show you how to turn your hobby or passion into a profitable online course. I was able to do just that with the piano, and now, after being an engineer for eight years, I'm proud to say that I support my family with the income from my online piano course. I'm also joined today, as usual, by Nate Dotson, who is working on his own online courses. Hey, Nate. How's it going? Good. You make any uh, course sales this past week? Oh, I sure did. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how much. I know yesterday really stood out. I made a bunch of sales, so I, I looked at my Stripe. I think I did 750 bucks yesterday. In one day, huh? Yeah. It was a big day, and I, I feel like it was. I didn't really sell too much the few days before that, but maybe a few days before that, I think I did. Yeah. But yeah. Sold two full-price courses, uh, um, one person's monthly recurring payment, and then a branding package all in one day yesterday. That was cool. It's crazy how cyclical it can be. I'll tell you that I had earlier this month, I had about a five-day stretch where I sold 45 courses. Wow. And the past five days, I probably sold five. Wow, that's so. It's it's uh now granted that forty five sales in five days, you know, I was relaunching to my old list during that time period, but it's so exciting, you know, when you're getting all these sales, you're getting many, many each and every day, and then you know, there's there's a downtick too, and it's not as exciting. You start rethinking everything, you know, and it's gonna go right back up. Yeah, you wonder if you're you wonder if you're screwed. Then all of a sudden, a bunch of sales start coming, and you're like, oh, okay. Well, I I wonder if like. I have these thoughts that creep in and like, oh, I wonder if there's something I need to optimize better in my funnel. And then I'm like, wait, it's the exact same funnel. I haven't done anything to it. It's the same funnel that brought in 45 sales in five days. And, and that's going to happen again, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So Nate, how many, um, how many courses do you have on the internet right now? I have just one mainly and another one in development. Right. Yeah. And kind of the same for me, right? My main course is Piano in 21 Days. Yeah. I have, uh, we haven't really talked about this too much, but I have a couple of courses that I've outsourced. And that is something you can do is you can outsource courses. Um, so if you count the ones that I've outsourced, I've got three probably you could say. And and then I've got one in development too. I'm working on my online course, um, my online course course, you know, and it's called Online Courses for Regular People. Yeah. And um, that is going to launch to not the public that is going to launch to um certain people on monday sweet man that's exciting yeah and so i um i've been playing with different ways to actually record your course mm -hmm. and workflows for that and then what the final product is going to be like and i wanted to talk about that in today's episode um and and because there's a lot of different ways you can do it and it very much depends on what your topic is and what equipment you have, right? Yep. And so why don't we start by just, we'll both talk about how our existing courses look and then maybe what uh, the courses that we're both working on are gonna look like as well. So why don't you kick it off with your with your current course that's that sold $750 in one day here yesterday. Yeah, my current course is, I just tried my first course ever, tried to keep it as simple as I possibly could. So what I did is I did it kind of vlog style where I just recorded everything I was doing daily for my microgreens business for two weeks straight and then edited it down, sped up all the boring parts or cut them out and uh, just edited that into like three and a half hours of footage. And it's all shot on like a seven-year-old, like $100 crappy camera. I've got a better, I just bought a better camper, the camera this last year. 
but not not any fancy equipment. It was all edited in an older copy of Premiere Pro. Um, and and that's it. That's that's pretty much all the video footage. I mean, I have some of just me talking, but I'm just holding the camera just like I am throughout the whole course. I mean, I have some stuff where it's more of like an office situation where I'm just talking about stuff and not showing stuff. But yep, it's all recorded with that that camera very simply. So in, in your course, in these videos that are in the course, are, is there any text? Is there any slides? Anything like that? Computer screen shares? None of it. Nope. So it's 100% you and your plants on the camera. Yep. Did you put your logo on the screen or anything like that? I don't believe it is. No. Super simple. Okay. So super simple, right? Yeah. And this is the first online course that you produced, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I, uh, you know, the first course I put together, Piano in 21 Days, uh, four to five years ago, no idea what I was doing. And so what I did at the time, now keep in mind, I have recorded that course, I think I'm up to four times. I've recorded my entire course. The very first time, I just, uh, what I did, and look, I, I teach piano, and I, I feel like that's a hard thing to teach in an online course because of like the setup and, and things like that. You know, you, you've got your camera, you're going around, you're showing these microgreens, you're showing the plants. I mean, I'm maybe making, making it more than it is, but I, I feel like this was hard. So what I did is I actually took a bed frame, uh, if you can picture it, like a bed frame and try to like uh, structure it around my piano at the time and and rig up a camera to the top of that so I could get that nice overhead shot on top of the keys. And so I just had that one camera view right on top that showed my hands on the keys. And what I did was I hit record and I think it was like an old uh, point and shoot camera or something at the time. It was just something I had on hand because at this point I was looking to spend as little as possible in my business. I'd never made a sale or anything like that. I just used things around the house, right? Yeah. And I hit record and I just started going at it. And I had the the ebook of my course that I had written already. I had put that up on my piano and I just started going through that. And I recorded my whole course in one sitting. I actually had uh, my wife, you know, I made sure that she went on a little outing for a few hours and so I could get that done. And when I look back at the <laughs> those videos, I'm not, I'm kind of, uh, you know, I kind of cringe a little bit at the, the quality, you know, but people paid for it and, you know, the content was good, I, I hope. But that's all I did at first. And, you know, for some people that are just getting started, you, 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 you may need to just get started with things you have around the house and it's not going to be very high quality, but you know, getting, getting something done is better than not getting it done at all because you're striving for perfection. And, and you can always go back and redo it. And that's exactly what I've done as I get better on camera, as I get better equipment, as I'm willing to spend more on equipment, I'll redo it. And if you see those first videos compared to my latest course, it's just nine day. So I went through a few iterations. Now, um, I've got, a, you know, an actual like stand and that goes above my keyboard and, um, and I use GoPros to, to kind of put up there. It's super easy to attach and, um, and I have these really fancy, you know, guitar hero style lines coming down. And you've also, I've got a second camera on my face because I'm an online course junkie. I take a lot of online courses and I like seeing the person's face talking to me when I take an online course, whether, no matter what they're doing, I don't care what they're doing. I just want to see when they're talking, I want to see them. That's just a personal preference. So. Um, that's the way my videos look today.
That's cool. So what about the course that you're working on? Are you going kind of the same philosophy or is it different? Pretty much the same philosophy, yeah. It'll be more there'll be more there'll be more um like screencasts and stuff like that, but Okay, well let me ask you this. Yeah. When you do your screencasts, are you planning on having a camera on your face? Yeah, I do. In Camtasia, it automatically record. You can turn that well, you can turn it on or off, but yeah, I'm keeping that on the face the face thing and having that in the lower corner. Good. Awesome. I like that. That's a good idea. And uh and so that's just a it's just a little more engaging than staring at straight PowerPoint slides or even staring at straight screencast. It keeps people's attention a little more, I think. Yeah, I think so. I agree. Um and so with my course that I'm working on, it's all at the computer, which is totally different for me because, you know, my main course, it's all at the piano, and this course it, on, on online courses, it's all at the computer. And so I could just do, I, I have to do screen screencast videos. I mean, there's no other way to do this course, but I could do that without a camera on me, or I could do it with a camera on me as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I went through my rant already about me personally, like liking to see somebody. So obviously I'm going to go with the camera on me. Now, what I didn't want to have happen is, you know, I could make it so you know, I can make it so complicated that it takes two weeks to just edit my course because my course is a lot of content. You know, it's 10 modules. It's going to have like four lessons per module. Um, each lesson is like a 15 minute video. So it's, um, it's a lot of content and, and I don't want, you know, video editing to, to really hold me up. You know, I can pay somebody to do that and I'm, I'm not afraid to do that, but if I can have an easier way, I'm all for it. And, and I found an easier way and I'm super happy about it. I've, I've, I've done like half my course and, and in the next couple of days, I'm going to finish, uh, finish the rest. And what my workflow is for this is I'm using some software called Screencast-O-Matic. And I use that software a lot whenever I need to send somebody instructions, you know, somebody I'm working with that that's working on something for me, I'll use that software and it's, it's, uh, it allows me to capture my screen, but it also allows me like your, like Camtasia. It also allows me to record, uh, record me as well. And so I'm using that software, but the great thing is that just using that software, if I do it right, then I just save the video file and then upload that file straight to Wistia for my video hosting. And I never have to edit a video. That's awesome. Yeah. And that just cuts out so, so much time. And I don't feel like that. I don't feel like, you know, my students are going to be losing anything. I don't, as long as I do it right on the recording side, there's nothing, there's nothing they're going to be losing. So what I do is I, is I, I hit record and there's like a three second countdown and I make sure I'm ready to go and start talking about the topic as soon as it goes. And then there's a feature inside of Screencast-O-Matic to where there's two different placements that I can be. My video can be. I can be in the bottom right, or I can be zoomed and, and kind of almost full screen. And so I just manually click that setting as I'm teaching the lesson. And when I when there's nothing on your screen that that you really need to see, and I'm just kind of going on a rant, I'll I'll blow myself up so I can just talk right into the camera. Yeah, that's really cool. So I just switch it back and forth. And as soon as I'm done, I'm, I make sure I click stop as soon as I'm done. And then I've got my video and I'm stoked about that workflow. Yeah, that's awesome. Glad you like it. Yeah, I'd love to. I, I would kind of wish I had that tool, but I bought Camtasia like two months ago for like 199 bucks. Now I'm kind of regretting it. Um, 
but the the camera on this computer kind of stinks too. I might I'm thinking I'm going to have my my camera set up on a tripod facing my face and doing my screencast and then when I want to just say something I just say it into the camera and say it back here just lay those files over each other and go through and edit it quickly, you know. I could do a quick edit like that in an hour. But that is really cool and, and especially with all the different lessons you have. I mean, that's a lot of recording, a lot of videos that is that you've saved yourself, you know, a couple day work days worth of editing time. Oh, easy. And even if I outsourced it all, it would still be a lot of work just managing all the files and, you know, sending them back and forth and reviewing them, the, the reviewing the files that my contractor would do for me. It would still be a lot of work. So I just stop recording it. And pretty much as soon as I do a lesson, I will upload it straight to Wistia and post it right into my online course. And so it's like, boom, 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 a lesson is done. Let's move on to the next lesson. And there's nothing else I have to do for that lesson. Did you figure this out yourself or did you hear, did someone recommend this to you? No, I just, you know, I, like I said, I've been using Screencast-O-Matic for several months for other purposes. Nothing, uh, nothing, well, I say nothing online course related, but I use it when I need to capture, when I need to do a screencast for, for online course stuff, I will use Screencast-O-Matic and not necessarily turn on the, the film me feature. But I just got to thinking about it because I really wanted to have me in it. And I could just record video like to an SD card and then and then edit, you know, on the on after recording. And that's kind of what I was thinking. And then I then I was like, well, you know, screen screencast-o-matic does this, and they have the feature where, you know, I can go right to the middle and be bigger. And, you know, it just it just worked out. I tried it on the first lesson, it was fantastic. That's genius. Well, I don't know about genius. I think it's giving me too much credit. That's pretty That's pretty next level. You think so? Oh, yeah. I don't think that there's many people doing that. And uh, I think there's a lot of time wasted in online course creation of people doing the editing. Just dropping knowledge bombs all day on this podcast, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> people heard that and can use that. That's, that's huge. For sure. So I know Screencast-O-Matic, I'm a huge fan of that software. Um, I'm not affiliated with it in, in any way. How much is it? The free version does a lot. I think I used the free version for a long time. Honestly, Nate, the reason I think I paid for it, which I want to say it's like 40 bucks. It's it's so it's so not expensive, but a month or a year. I was going to say a year. That's cheap. It says record for free. All right, look at this. $15 a year. Wow. That's what it costs. $15 a year. Or you can do $29 for three years. That's incredible. And the, the pro gives you more recording time, right? Is that the difference? Yeah. So look, I'm looking at the free features. It, the free features is 15-minute recording, screen and webcam, webcam recording, YouTube HD publishing, and save as video file. And then what the pro gives you is no watermark. So they have a watermark on the video if you have the free version, which makes sense. And then in the pro version, you go longer than 15 minutes. Um, you have the ability to, let's see, it says it's got a video editor, draw and zoom. Some of these features, I don't even know what they are, but I'll tell you the reason that I upgraded was to get in case I ever had a video longer than 15 minutes yep. and to get rid of the watermark. Yeah. Now what I did too, is they actually have a separate hosting, uh, package that you can buy. And I signed up for that as well, because with my uh, contractors, I send all my instructions via Screencast-O-Matic, as well as uh, when I when I need technical support from like ClickFunnels or ActiveCampaign, 
Uh, in fact, I just submitted a support request to Cloudflare yesterday, something uh, security issues with my website. And I do these screencasts and that that just helps people to help you. Eliminates the back and forth. Yeah, exactly. And so if you, you, know, you submit support requests to people or you're telling your contractor what you want done and they're just not getting it, you know, that's always on you. That's not on them. Yeah. It's garbage in, gar- garbage out. So I want to I want to put as high quality stuff together on the front end yeah. um, as possible. So, you know, I sent my sales video for my from for online courses for regular people. I, I recorded that last night and it's uh it's about 20 minutes of footage that needs to be edited down to 15 minutes, but I need a lot of text thrown on the screen and editing here and there. And I recorded a 30 minute video in Screencast-O-Matic of me talking to my contractor, um, giving him 100% of the instructions. And so with the raw files and that 30 minute instruction set, he's gonna give me the final product and I feel very com- confident about that. Yeah. But I use this uh, this hosting plan from Screencast-O-Matic as well, which I think that's the one that's more like 40 bucks a year. And that way when I'm done with the video, if I'm sending it to a contractor, I just click upload to Screencast-O-Matic and hit copy link and I paste it and they have it and they they're get they they get directed to uh, the video which is now hosted on Screencast-O-Matic. It's just so seamless. That's super efficient. I didn't mean to talk about this software for for 15 minutes, but it's seriously amazing and it's very inexpensive. Yeah, that's awesome. So you mentioned, you know, not wanting to buy another piece of software because you have Camtasia already. Well, this is, you know, especially with your $750 day yesterday, it's nothing. Yep, I'm just going to uninstall Camtasia and buy that. Well, no, don't get me wrong, Nate. It's not going to replace video editing software. Oh, no, I edit on Premiere Pro. Oh, well, what do you use Camtasia for? Just for screencast, like a screencast thing. Can you do that on Premiere Pro? No, you can't. That's why I have Screencast-O-Matic because I, yeah. I do editing in Premiere Pro as well, the very latest version. I keep up to date with it, and it has no screen recording feature. And that very much surprised me. I did a lot of research on it and that's how I came to Screencast-O-Matic. So maybe you should uninstall Camtasia. Yeah. Just call that a sunk cost. Sunk cost. Absolutely. Have you ever heard of sunk cost bias? Sunk cost bias? It's basically just like people are screwing themselves because they don't want to get rid of a sunk, they don't want to overcome a sunk cost. You know what I mean? Like I could keep using Camtasia and having to keep editing myself because I'm like, I spent $199. I need to keep using it. But then it's like costing me if I'm, if I'm wasting time. People do that all the time. They go on a trip, they booked a trip and then some awesomer trip comes up and they like, Oh, I already paid for that trip. I'm just going to go on that. It's like, it's an interesting bias. I heard Charlie Munger talk about that actually. Yeah. It's, I remember that from like high school uh, economics 101, you know, sunk costs and, uh, and that that's absolutely true. You know, it's like, well, I already, I already paid for this. I already had this time invested into this, you know, yeah. but you got to, you got to stop and think in this moment, what's the best thing for me to do going forward? It doesn't matter what's already happened. That's the key. Yeah. So and we've talked a lot about video editing software and that's one thing I did want to want to mention in, in this, in this episode, you know, you, you mentioned Premiere Pro. It sounds like we're both using Premiere Pro to edit our videos. That is definitely like the the high-end, you know, most advanced, most expensive way to edit video. But if you can afford it, I, you know, it sounds like we both recommend Premiere Pro. Yep. I have an older version just downloaded on my computer, CS6, uh, six, version 6. Okay. And I have the very latest version, the, the Create Creative Cloud 
Uh, my wife and I actually share, you know, the, the the creative cloud plan, which is like $50 a month because she uses like the illustrator and the Photoshop and the InDesign for some, she does some graphic design work and I use Premiere Pro. That's the only thing I use in it. And there's also something called After Effects, which allows you to do animations, graphics, really cool text on the screen. And, you know, when I was putting my new course together and especially the marketing material for it, I started looking into After Effects because I've seen some cool things that people do in it. And I, I started looking into it about 30 minutes in. I'm like, what am I doing? I need to find somebody that already knows how to do this stuff and hire them. And and so I did that. And I have a guy working for me who's doing really, really good work. And that's um, different than your video editor. It's a different person, huh? No, no. I have one guy who is an expert at After Effects and Premiere Pro. And he's doing okay. video editing as well as you know special effects type stuff. Yeah, your special effects looked great on your pre-launch content. Thank you. Yeah, that's I can't really take good. much much credit for that. He you know, this goes the, you know, we talked about outsourcing early on in this podcast in one of the episodes and not only did it save me a lot of time by outsourcing this, but the final product is just significantly better than I could have done myself for $18 an hour, you know, he's He's in like Romania or something. I'm sure he appreciates the work. He's doing excellent work. When I was watching the videos, I was I honestly thought this is like um, Jeff Walker quality because I just watched Jeff Walker stuff. It was awesome. People are going to learn how to do that in your your course too, pretty much, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's module module nine. Uh, well, outsourcing you're talking about? Well, just like how you produce your videos, how you're get, yeah, how you're getting those those um after effects on there and and all that stuff yeah so i'm not you know it's it's online courses for regular people that's the name of the course you know and and so we're not going to do anything too advanced in the course right yeah and um nothing should go over anybody's head and so therefore i'm not going to show people how to use after effects in in my course and i don't know how to use it myself i started it you know when i say that i spent 30 minutes on it i actually had the program open and i was trying to use it because it's included in in my package i didn't have to buy it or anything so i downloaded it from creative cloud and i was so overwhelmed do you have an outsourcing module are you gonna have an outsourcing module yeah okay cool that's module nine yeah so there's 10 modules so that's that that gives people the framework they need to be able to do it yeah, exactly. That'll be one of the things we talk about in the outsourcing module. Yeah. And anything, um, I'm, I'm pushing people in the course to not be afraid of outsourcing throughout. And because that's one of the mistakes I made at the beginning was, okay, I'm, I haven't made any money from my online course yet. Therefore, I don't want to spend any money on it. So I signed up for a $20 AWeber account. And I think I, you know, I, I spent $10 on a domain. And at the time, I may have spent a little bit of money on like optimized press just in terms of um, making web pages. And that was it. And I didn't want to spend any more than that. But man, I think back, if I could have hired somebody as good as this guy is at video editing for $18 an hour, like that is such a good deal. Like good, good video editors in the States are going to be $150 an hour, you know, for the same, for the same quality and just with the with the internet with upwork.com you can just get some incredible people you don't have to break the bank and that's going to be the theme of that module is is how to get the highest quality of person for the least amount of money but we're not going cheap here right we're getting high quality people and we're and these people are excited and eager and want that work all right so 
we got off on a tangent. We were talking about editing software, uh, Premiere Pro. Before I went to Premiere Pro, I used Camtasia because I'm on a PC. And Camtasia was fine, um, especially just getting started. I think it's one or $200. You mentioned $200 or so. And you can edit videos on Camtasia just fine. The reason I went to Premiere Pro is one of the really cool features that it has that Camtasia didn't. Now, I haven't used the latest version of Camtasia, but I can export multiple videos from the same project file in Premiere Pro. So for example, on my latest Piano in 21 Days course, there's 21 videos, or there's actually 31 videos. 10 of, 10 of the lessons have two videos. I had all of that footage in one Premiere Pro file, and then I could just go through and edit and export individual videos. That was a really cool feature for me. Yeah. And if you're on a Mac, um, you can obviously get Premiere Pro still, or if you want to go more of the Camtasia route, I think there is a Camtasia for Mac, uh, but there's also what's very, very popular for people on a Mac is called ScreenFlow. Yeah. ScreenFlow. And then one more option that I've tried out, and it's got a lot of potential. It's called WeVideo, W-E Video, okay? And that is an online video editor, all right? Everything is getting more and more web-based. Is that the one Google makes? No, I don't think so. I don't think they're affiliated with Google. And there's probably other online video editors out there, but everything's getting more and more online. You know, Chromebooks, things like that. I've actually been looking into Chromebooks lately because I'm all about like minimalism. I got to thinking, you know, there's really not that many applications I'm using anymore, especially the more I outsource things. Yeah. And I'm in 90 something percent of my time, I'm in Chrome. So I started looking into Chromebooks. Anyway, if you're interested in video editing, just like within Chrome, this is a good option. It, it doesn't have near the features that a Premiere Pro has or even a Camtasia, yeah. uh, but I've played with it and we video is pretty cool. I think there's a, a, a video editing software that comes with a Mac that is pretty popular as well. iMovie. iMovie, yeah. Yeah, that's what I, in in one of my pre-launch, pre-launch videos, uh, that, that, that are releasing this week, I talk about, you know, if you're on a Mac, either use ScreenFlow or iMovie. And then if you're on a PC, you can use Camtasia. Yeah. I think, I think that people should go with Premiere Pro personally, um, just because it's top notch. They're constantly updating it. It's like the go-to standard. You can search on YouTube and find your answer to any question because there's so many tutorials on it. And it's, it's like the most commonly used. So people should think about if they're creating an online course, teaching an online course, that you're building real skills for yourself at the same time. In case your business just falls, the bottom falls out of it, you want to be building real skills. And having the skill in Premiere Pro is just way, way more widely applicable, you know, if you're going to get a job working for someone doing something like that. Well said, Nate. That was my thinking. And how did you, le- how did you learn Premiere Pro? Guess. Guess how I learned Premiere Pro. Uh, online course. Online course, a- absolutely. You learn on Linda? No, you to me. I, you know, I, I okay. took a took a two hundred dollar course probably that I paid ten dollars for using a coupon, and it was it was about four hours long, and I watched it at double speed. So in two hours, I had everything I needed to know about Premiere Pro, and which isn't a lot. Like to do what we need to do to make an online course, you don't need to know a lot about Premiere Pro. The biggest thing I learned in that course is how to just kind of set up the windows. I learned the best way to do a file structure so my folders and files match inside of you know windows the same way as they do inside of premiere pro and uh and so you know i have my video footage organized audio images 
and screen recordings, you know, super organized. Yep. And that really helped me because now that I'm outsourcing video, I can send those super organized files, zip it up, send it to my contractor. He works on it, edit it, send, me, send it to me back, sends it back to me. Yep. It's fantastic. And just the few basic tools, how to cut, how to move things around, um, we're in that course. It's fantastic. So yes, I agree with you. If somebody's just getting started, you might as well just go with Premiere Pro. Try to get that course on Udemy for ten dollars. Um, if you're not going to go that route, I would suggest just going straight to outsourcing them too, because that's a very valuable skill too. Yeah, absolutely. I will say I did I did a, a Premiere Pro course on Lynda.com, and I think I almost learned more. By just going through, there's a Ben Brown is his name. He's a vlogger and he did a Premiere Pro tutorial. And that was like all that was like it saved me so much time. All his little shortcuts he, he talked about that he uses. He's editing a video every single day. So it's like very efficient, his process. And I learned like I just like threw out everything I learned in Linda and just started following his process. So people could also do that. Nice. Yeah, I, I want to get to a point where I'm. I'm making a video every day, but not necessarily editing a video, right? I want to yeah. film it and send the files to my guy. And by the end of the day, I've got a fully produced, awesome professional video. I'd like to get there. There's a there's a kid in the background. I'm not sure if it's on your end or my end. Yeah, it's Everett. He's uh, being a little fussy right now, it sounds like. You know, I was, I was going back through my video two my pre-launch content, which I'm trying to be as super professional as possible. And my, my daughter's like screaming in the background. Yeah. Actually, I had my guy put some text on the screen when she screams. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it definitely happens. All right, cool. Well, look, let's, let's kind of recap, you know, since this, this episode is on, you know, just recording your course, let's kind of recap what the different options are. We talked about what we've done, let's just kind of go over that again and what, you know, what some of the op other options are as well. So you could just have everything 100% on camera, kind of like your, uh, your, for your courses are, uh, and, and my piano course is, is like that as well. Um, you have to look and see what you want on camera too. You know, I like to focus in on just kind of like hobbies and stuff. So if you are um, teaching woodworking, then you're going to want to, you know, have a camera zoomed pretty far out so you can see you and uh the equipment that you're working on you know if you're doing um cooking you know same same thing um you want to you want to have that thing that you're working with as as well as you you want that all to be on camera gardening um you know photography um th these hobby type things you're going to want to be on camera and that's that's going to be more than um, not. And, and when you're not on camera, you know, what a lot of people do is they'll put some sort of like PowerPoint slides together or Google slides together and they'll just kind of do lectures. Yeah. And that's an okay way to do things as long as what you're teaching about, you know, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. But if you can do it without that, I do recommend that. And if, if you do it, you know, if, if you are teaching in a way that, that needs that, you know, what's really, really cool is to have you on camera and then just have the text overlaid on the video as opposed to uh, as opposed to a PowerPoint slide, because that's just so old school and can be so boring. So boring. Yeah. And 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 that's the way, you know, you know, I talk about pre-launch content a few times in this video, and that's the videos that you send out to people to get them excited before they are asked to make, you know, to buy something from you. And when I, the first round of my pre-launch content was almost all PowerPoint slides, even though I was teaching on piano, yeah. I was at that point scared to be on camera and I didn't have great equipment 
And I really just wanted to get something out there and test to see if that pre-launch content would work. And it did work. And it worked even better once I redid it and I was on camera. But um, doing videos with slides is better than not doing them at all. If people are going to do slides, just not too many words on each slide too. Mostly pictures and trying and moving through them pretty quickly. It's the best way to do an engaging PowerPoint. Absolutely. Don't, yeah, don't put more than like eight words on a slide. Yeah. And don't sit on a slide for more than a couple minutes. Absolutely. That's good stuff. Or you can just, like you yeah. said, put a picture on it and then you're just talking and keep rolling through it. The, some of the old school presentations, like, you know, when we were in college and stuff, they, you know, professors put just tons of stuff on the slide and then they're just talking all monotone. Oh, you know, we God. are, we're marketers. Like we got to get people excited about this stuff that we're selling. We can't be like those people. Yeah. And you know, while I'm on that topic, we talked about this in other episodes, but you got to be animated when you're on camera. I mean, the camera takes away. I'm trying to, I'm looking into my camera. I'm trying to be more animated because you are right, Jock. <laughs> dude, it's, and look, my pre-launch content, you know, we were talking about this before the podcast. I'm reading from a teleprompter. Yeah. If you want to be monotone and not have any energy, then put yourself in front of a teleprompter. If you're if you're going on the teleprompter, you have got to amp it up. And I could have done a better job with that, but um, just a just a quick tip there as well. Yeah, man, recording courses. I didn't think we'd go this long on it, but we had a lot to say about it. Well, can I just like kind of hit this at the higher level? It's a lot of the stuff you were just touching on there is like the key is not boring. And I like to think of it, I call it like edutainment. People freaking are uh, entertainment junkies. And I think that's like, if you're going to make a course, I think you should either make it entertaining. So it's like they love doing it and love watching it. Or you should make it as concise and short as possible. If it's boring information, Get that information out there in a concise way as possible. Those are the two kind of courses I'm more interested in. One that's like, show me how to do it the fastest way possible. I know it's a boring topic, but I want to learn it. Show me how to do it quickly. Or I want to be like, okay, like this is this feels good. This is fun. So this is giving me entertainment and I'm learning something. Those are the two things that I'm kind of looking for. So that's what I think people should focus on too. That's good advice, Nate. I, and, you know, I, I mentioned I'm about halfway done recording my course, and I think I could maybe, um, you know, take your advice and do a little better job with that as well. You know, a couple of things that I've done so far as I've recorded my course is I'm not taking myself too seriously, right? If if I want to, you know, have like an iced coffee right here, I don't mind taking a sip of it in the middle of a lesson and talking for like two seconds about the iced coffee. And maybe I spilled a little bit this morning or you know, where the beans came from because I'm kind of a, a coffee snob. I mean, I don't want to harp on it and and make that topic boring, but just to kind of break up some of the monotony that may be there. Or if if my daughter just got home from school and she's making a lot of noise, I'll turn around and I'll just, I, I won't be all smug about it. I'll address it and laugh about it and move on. Yeah. Authenticity is very important too. But while I was saying that, I was like, telling myself like, wait a second, Nate, are you sure? Because the the, the thing is, is ha- saying you have like 10 hours of video footage makes people feel like they're getting something more valuable, you know? So that's probably a tricky balance to know if, if it's kind of boring material, making it as concise as possible. Well, that doesn't make a huge course that has more perceived value. So that's a tricky balance. So just try and make it not boring. Yeah, not boring. Completely. 
even if it's a boring topic. So, I mean, that that leads into a, a topic of benefits versus features because actually sitting through the course and take having takeaways from it um, and, and not fizzling out and, and being able to put this stuff into action, those are all benefits of a course. It being 10 hours is a feature, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you don't even need to mention that it's 10 hours when you're trying to sell it. You can, but you don't need to. It's better to mention the, the benefit side of things. So I don't think that that really matters that much. That makes sense. That's cool. What else you got, Nate? You're always, you, you always like to preach at the end, man. <laughs> That's about it, really, for today. <laughs> but I mean, I did just the things we're talking about. I just want to reiterate one more time. Like, you know, this is such a cool thing to do, not just for creating an online course, but developing valuable skills. People aren't developing valuable skills like they as much as they should be nowadays. They're sitting on the couch and just go into the movies and just fill in their brains with junk and not developing valuable skills. And this is something where you might you might not have a ten twenty thousand dollar launch or end up creating a full time online business, but you're developing skills that you can keep building upon and use them to expand your career working for someone else if you have to. But it's it's this is like a it's like a double edged sword in a good way. I, I couldn't agree with you more, Nate. You know, I've got a I've got a fifteen year old brother in law, my sister's little brother, and he's he's just so lazy. And I talk to him about this type of stuff. I'm like I'm like, man, this, I wish I would have done something like this when I was your age. Think about where I could be today. And he's like, he's like, yeah, but you know, I don't play piano. Like what could, what, how could I do something like that? I was like, man, you don't have to do piano. Like what, it, think about the things that you're good at. And he's like, he's super like personable, very outgoing, has a ton of friends. I'm like, you could teach people how to, you know, have a social life as, as, as a high schooler, you know, be the cool kid, uh, that type of a thing. And, and to your point, Nate, he could do that. He could put a course together. And if he sells zero copies, which he, he very well could, or he could give it away for free, at the end of the day, he's probably learned how to use Premiere Pro and how to film on a camera and how to speak in a camera and, um, and how to build web pages. And all that's going to be so valuable for a 15-year-old. That's so valuable right now. That's what that's like what companies are looking for, man. Content is like huge right now. If you can become a learn how to create content, super valuable skill. Recording your course, episode nineteen. Where can people find you online, Nate? You can find me at microgreensfarmer.com. And my first course is pianoin21days.com. And my second course is going to be at theonlinecourseguy.com. There's going to be a soft launch on Monday. Uh, but if you are just hearing about us for the first time right now, you're probably not going to be in on that launch, but it will be available soon for the public. And you can go ahead and opt in some, for some free stuff at theonlinecourseguy.com. And I will let you know as soon as the course is ready. Awesome. Good stuff, Nate. Good catching up with you. And we'll talk again probably next week. Sounds good. <laughs>